Well, I am back from vacation. Apologies to all for the skip of the week there. I know we've had a couple over the summer due to uh, uh, failings in the professor's house, and I needed a break from from reality, but I'm back. And this week, uh, to get caught back up, we're going to do it a little bit different. What we're going to do is I'm going to go through a few stories I found uh, kind of sort of more quickly than normal, and we're going to sort of read them together uh, as we go through. Uh, there's one up front, uh, actually two up front that I found that uh, more directly impacted me, so it was more of a concern of mine, but I think that many of you, or you'll know someone who does, or you're perhaps if you're uh, with uh, a family, your your children may uh, be impacted by. So both SteelSeries devices and Razer uh, USB devices, the software that comes with them has a bug that gives access to Windows 10 admin rights. Now, if you don't know what either of those companies are, they are uh, gaming, uh, computer gaming centric companies uh, that create headphones and uh, uh, those RGB changing lights and microphones and capture cards and game controllers and mice and keyboards and all that fun stuff. Well, uh, both of them, because of the amount of uh, customization that can happen to those devices, provide their own software suite that allows you to tailor said devices to their uh, to whatever the end user wants it to be, depending on what is available within that device. So, with regard to SteelSeries, if you plug a SteelSeries device into a Windows 10 computer, uh, it automatically gives Windows 10 admin rights to that device. Um, that can be problematic depending on what uh, and where that device is uh, installed. Uh, security researchers found that um, the exploit can be stopped by preventing the installation software from launching uh, when plugging in a SteelSeries device. It's not necessarily the easiest thing if the end user doesn't know about it, but hopefully those that listen here will. Now, SteelSeries says they've addressed this problem with a patch. However, that's not really saving much because an attacker could, in theory, have already kept an exploitable um, executable, one that already has that ability in it, and put that and drop it into a temporary directory, and boom, they still have that high-level admin rights if said device is connected to a computer. So the problem with this, though, is twofold, right? It's not just if you have these computers already connected to your devices and you are the end user. That's great. That's fine. Um, you're using the device in a manner in which it was probably meant to be used. It's your home computer. As long as your home computer is well protected and, and firewalled and all the sorts of things that you as an end user should already be doing, you're probably okay because it's an expected behavior. However, if by chance um, a nefarious individual was able to have, say, local access to said device and was able to plug in one of these devices to that computer, uh, that would be problematic because now they have admin level privileges on that device uh, as well and could end up doing whatever they want, right? 
Um, that's just one example where you would have to have physical access, but the mere fact of having the device connected means that if you had remote access, you could probably um, do the privilege escalation necessary because those that type of admin access is already uh, granted to peripheral because of peripherals on the computer. Especially since researchers found, <coughs> excuse me, found that you could mimic plugging in a device from SteelSeries or Razer and still get the access without actually having a physical device. So this could easily be done via a software payload of sorts um, that uh, an exploiter would be able to use. And these were zero days as of the 24th of August. So credit to the companies for updating their installation packages since then. However, um, older versions of their software are proliferated all over the internet. So the Pandora's box on this is already sort of opened. The problem that Razer's device had was that whether or not it was a dongle or wireless peripheral, Windows automatically fetched an installer containing the driver software and the Synapse utility so that the installation was plug and play from the beginning. Uh, and to, to just be clear, one more thing, uh, when I say admin privileges, I'm actually talking about something more worse. It's not just general administrator level privilege, it's system privileges. And system privileges are whatever the operating system has access to do and call, not just the end user input. So that's why this is a severe concern. So if you're the hacker uh, and you wanted to get in on this and you, uh, at least previously, right, you'd still need uh, an older executable, I would guess, um, what would you need? About $24. And that's all it would cost for you to get a Razor's mouse and start going to town. In theory. A subsidiary of Nokia suffered a ransomware attack. So SAC Wireless, or SAC Wireless, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is a US-based Nokia subsidiary and has disclosed a data breach following a ransomware attack where Conti, C-O-N-T-I, operators were able to successfully breach its network, steal data, and encrypt systems. SAC Wireless helps customers design, build, and upgrade cell networks, including 5G and 4G LTE, small cell, and first net um, infrastructures. The company uh, first discovered that its networks had been breached by the ransomware on the 16th of June, but only after deploying their payloads and encrypting SAC's wireless systems. So that's Conti having done that. The subsidiary found that personal information belonging to current and former employees and healthcare plan dependents or beneficiaries was stolen during the attack on the 13th of August, following a forensics investigation that was conducted uh, with the help of external cybersecurity experts. I think we start to see a, a pattern here over the past year 
most of these companies do not have cybersecurity expertise or forensic cybersecurity expertise in-house. They always have to outsource this as an after-the-fact, after-event sort of occurrence. So after the forensic investigation, the company believes that the stolen files contained the following categories of personal information. Full name, date of birth, contact information, uh, including home address, email, and phone. Government ID numbers, such as your driver's license, your passport, or military IDs. Social security numbers, citizenship status, work information, such as your title, your salary, and your evaluations. Medical history, health insurance policy information, license plate numbers, digital signatures, which are your certificates for authentication, uh, certificates of marriage or birth, tax return information, and dependent beneficiary names. How's that for identity theft? To SAC's uh, credit, I guess, uh, their response after the event has been, I would say, good. Uh, what they've done is they've changed firewalls, they've disconnected VPN connections, they've activated conditional access geolocation policies to limit non-US accesses, they've provided additional employee training, deployed additional network and endpoint monitoring tools, they've expanded multi-factor authentication, and deployed additional threat hunting and endpoint detection and response tools. That's all good, but here's my question. Why weren't they already doing all of this? What was the problem before that they didn't think they had to face that now that they got slapped, they actually are going to fix all of these things? If all of that was in place first, perhaps this wouldn't have been a problem. The Conti Ransomware Group claims to have stolen 250 gigabytes worth of files. Um, the company refuses to acknowledge the ransomware attack and did not provide more information on the extent of the damage. So there's a little bit of a disagreement, or at least acknowledgement of what's actually occurred. Conti Ransomware is a ransomware as a service, or RAAS, operation that uh, researchers believe or is likely controlled by the Russian-based cybercrime group known as Wizard. And finally, the FBI has issued an alert Warning of Hive ransomware. The FBI's alert had technical details and indicators of compromises associated with, the, with Hive ransomware attackers. This is a rare occurrence for the FBI to include uh, a link to the site where the ransomware gang publishes data stolen from companies that did not pay. Hive ransomware relies on a very diverse set of tactics, tools, and procedures, or, or TTPs, which make it very difficult for organizations to defend against, according to the FBI. Among the methods that the gang uses to gain initial access and move laterally uh, or pivot on a network, there are phishing emails with malicious attachments and remote desktop protocol usage. Before deploying encryption routines, the Hive ransomware steals the files that they deem valuable to pressure the victim to pay the ransomware under the threat of data leak. Interestingly, uh, the FBI has also stated that the threat actor searches for uh, background processes for backups, file copying, and security solutions such as Windows Defender that would hinder their data encryption tasks and terminates them. So they are doing some uh, black hat housekeeping to get the operation done. 
Following that stage, uh, they drop a file, uh, hive.bat, which is a script that performs cleanup routines by removing itself after deleting the Hive malware executable. Another script that's run is shadow.bat, um, that is tasked with deleting shadow copies, backup files, and system snapshots, and then removes itself from the compromised host. So <clears throat> if that's all you're relying on right now, to keep your data safe, um, Hive, Hive's got you covered in the negative way, not in the positive way. The FBI also states that some Hive ransomware victims uh, are being contacted by the attacker, asking them to pay the ransom in exchange for the stolen files. Quote, the initial deadline for payment fluctuates between two to six days, but actors have prolonged the deadline in response to contact by the victim companies, the agency noted in its flash bulletin. Uh, along with indicators of compromise, the FBI also provided a link to the threat actors link site, a detail that is typically hidden in technical reports. So this is something where they're trying to get, uh, my opinion is they're trying to get more information out faster so that people understand what has been taken. Um, some files observed in Hive's ransomware attack includes uh, winlo.exe. Um, it's used to drop the 7ZG executable, which is a legitimate version of the L of the 7-zip file archiver. So they're obviously zipping or unzipping something, and they need that there to make sure they do it. The uh, 7ZG.exe, which is version 19 of 7-zip, and win lo underscore dump underscore 64 underscore scy.exe, which is used to encrypt files with the dot key extension and drop the ransomware note how to decrypt dot text. How nice of them. The FBI also noted that the threat actor relies on many anonymous file sharing services such as AnonFiles, Mega, Send.exploit, UFile, and SendSpace, but there are probably others as well. Um, although it was first observed in late June, the uh, ransomware from Hive has already breached more than 30 organizations over the summer, a count that includes only victims that refuse to pay the ransom. So we really don't know how many people have already, or companies, have been tagged by Hive. Um, Hive uh, recently uh, made a victim of the Memorial Health System, which offers a network of services that includes three hospitals and provides uh, representing providers representing 64 different clinics. Uh, from the media outlet Bleeping Computer, files seen there, the attacker has stolen databases containing information belonging to more than 200,000 patients. And of course, the FBI is recommending not paying the ransom as there's no guarantee that you're going to get your data back or that the information isn't going to be shared or disclosed anyway. Um, regardless of a victim's decision to pay or not, the FBI is urging companies to report the ransomware incidents to local field offices to help investigators with criminal information to track down these attackers and, quote, hold them accountable under U.S. law and prevent future attacks, unquote. <laughs> 